last night and if you guys didn't catch the 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 pathfinder podcast we did because it doesn't exist in any form of way uh we lost two good characters last night very good characters i'm sorry i uh, i forgot about byron <laughs> I was hoping you'd make that joke. Yeah, buddy. Let's uh, go. That landed. Yeah. Okay, but in all reality, it was it was a rough session. Uh, it's our first real fight that was just like kind of over the top for the Pathfinder shit. Like that was just like a yeah, we fucked up kind of fight. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like rules. It was just like. That fight was just way too hard. You just were supposed to really either be really strategic or really freaking strong, I guess. Um, I don't even know about really strong. If you just can't, if you like, don't make that save, you don't, you don't. Yeah, fight. you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Um, so I guess to give some some backstory to it, we fought a Tendriculus last night. Uh and kingmaker uh and it was at the the bottom of this pit in a mud bowl um but yeah it was just a rough situation because a tendriculus can it's got first off it has three attacks it's got a bite a uh a tentacle and a tentacle attack and if it hits you with the bite it grabs you if it hits you with the tentacle it grabs you um and then after that if it's whole if it's grabbing you with its mouth by the time it starts its next turn it just swallows you whole um, and the player can resist it with a CMB roll against their CMD, but it just doesn't, I, when it's a wizard, it's almost virtually impossible. And then the nauseated condition on top of it is what really fucked the whole fight up. Um, yeah, I was going to say, did you tell the, say the nauseated condition? Yeah, so that's, once that's they get the worst part. 60 feet, uh, in a 60 foot radius around the mud bowl is a, this noxious fume that, uh, you have to roll a DC 15, I think, fortitude save. Uh, yeah. And if you fail, you're nauseated for 2d6 rounds, which I rolled 11 on. Um, so the, and when you're nauseated in Pathfinder, you can do nothing but move. Like nothing, no standard action. You can just move around. Uh, and at that point, I mean, the Tendriculus just wins the fight. There's no... Yeah. There's no, you know, magic there that you can do to. That's one thing I was Nauseated, trying to. Uh, go uh, one thing I was trying to ask Juice about was if he had any spells that could be like, cure people of the nauseated condition. But I think he really, he, I think his his build is very uh, affects an opponent more so than than buffing Absolutely. kind of thing. Absolutely. But as I say, nauseated is pretty much just saying you know, get out of the area. Oh yeah. All you could do is move, you know, just telling you to run. Yeah. And we uh, were stupid and didn't run. And yeah. because of that, me, my animal companion, and our buddy Shane all died. The wizard. There, I think there's one mistake I made, but I, looking back on it, I think it was... It, it wouldn't have been an actual problem. You know, like it wouldn't have saved you two. Uh, when I hit you and I grab you, you guys have to roll CMDs. But I remember on Shane, I rolled like an like a twelve, I think. And so the Trendiculus had a plus eleven to hit on both on everything. Yeah, so his his CMD check would have had to been uh, like would have had to stop like a twenty four something like that. I can't remember what it was. And then for you, That's... Tyler, uh, both you and Nelgor. Uh, I remember I rolling a 17 and a 19. So it's just, yeah. I know you don't have like 30 seam puzzle. Nope. So it's just a, it was, I feel bad because even I'm looking at it like this was an unfair fight. I would have been upset in this fight if, if I was in it, I would not have enjoyed it. Yeah. The, I mean, the reason I wasn't upset is it's just D and D. And one of the things I love so much about tabletop games like that and Pathfinder is it's just a game of chance and dice. Yeah. Death happens, and when it does happen, it creates for interesting stories. So, of it course, really my heart is broken. Uh, but I am very excited for this new character. And I was going to ask, uh, you know, this, I, it might be slight uh, glass can of podcast spoilers, but they, uh, they fought a Tendriculus 
in the uh the garden thing yes in the that's what uh, i was trying to look up this morning it was like book two it uh -huh. was i can't remember the the vault of thorns right yes that's what i was and, thinking about yeah and they almost had like two character deaths in that yep. fight and then I looked so, up people online, and a lot of people are like, yeah, uh, we had to do this fight, and there was a Tendriculus, and uh, we barely survived. And they were like, you know, higher level parties. What's and, crazy is, you know, me, Shane, and my animal companion, Nelgor, we all got taken and killed, but like, so easily could have two or three more of us died. Yeah. If, if they, more people were in range a lot more of us could have died yeah and the thing's got crazy range it, it doesn't move fast it's got about 20 feet of movement but it has 15 feet of reach all around it yeah so, and it doesn't help either that the only non-nauseated characters in our party from the tendriculus were a bard and a wizard who the wizard got instantly grabbed instantly and swallowed gobbled. in the first round yeah so it's just like the only person who could save us was Jusito, our bard, yep. and he he couldn't do anything. Yep. The Tendriculus had uh, like improved initiative too. I look back on, uh, so like this, it really was like a, a an initiative war. Um, so yeah, your higher decks like Wolf was able to get out of it. I think uh, Josh's character just happened to roll high too. It's just unfortunate, you know. In a perfect hard, world, you guys would have just been able to just run away from it, but it just. It's one of those creatures that just sits in that bowl and just waits for its opportunity. Something he knows something's gonna come in there and steal his mushrooms and he's gonna eat it. Right. Yeah, I described it to um my girlfriend who's not a D D player at all, that uh, you know, a giant Venus fly trap pretty much came out of the ground and trapped us and got us. Yeah. Uh I was telling my dad about it this morning because he texted me about Skyrim, right? He goes, after all these hours, me and Lydia got in a cave last night and Lydia died to uh, two frost trolls. And I was telling him because he has like the the first update version of Skyrim because he doesn't have Internet to his Xbox 360. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And so I was like, well, they kind of changed that in the <laughs> later versions where they go down on one knee. Uh, if I'm remembering it correctly. They go down on a knee and then just get up unless you hit them. And dad goes, there's a good chance I probably hit Lydia. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> okay, well then who knows? <laughs> That's but hilarious. He he described the fight when I talked to, talked about to him to the Sarlacc pit from uh, Star Wars. Yes. Uh, that like pulled Boba Fett in. Yeah, he was like, sounds like a Sarlacc. And I was like, you know, it kind of was like a Sarlacc. So. You know, you know what I just thought of and, you know, um, I would love to hear responses from people who are listening on on Instagram or Twitter uh, about your your favorite Lydia death. But I remember uh, oh, yeah. being on High Harothgar with Lydia and fighting something, and I fusrodod <laughs> and I hit her, and she just went flying off the mountain. Never saw her again. <laughs> it was very similar to when I'm on. I fought I fought a dragon with Lydia on a mountain, and like the dragon got the animation where like. Oh, I know. It like oh, the grabs you. It grabs you and starts chucking you and shit. <laughs> yeah. And it grabbed her and started like swinging her back and forth and chucked her off this mountain. And I was like, "She's dead as fuck. There's no way. There's no. Way. Yeah, and I've never seen her again." Please uh, tweet at uh, Fireball Studios on Twitter your favorite Lydia uh, deaths because apparently they are all amazing. I I never really use Lydia. I uh. And like first playthrough, yeah, I definitely did. But I found the chick in the bar in White Run. Yeah, the, uh, and she where had, she was wearing steel armor. Yeah, she had steel plate, and all you have to do is just brawl her. And I was like, I can brawl, and I would always get her. And I think the worst time, uh, I killed her. I specifically know I killed her. We were fighting, and like I just got her as a follower. And I think I was fighting a mud crab, but I swung and hit her, and she was just like, "Frick you," and fought back for some reason and i i killed her and didn't reload the save because i was like you know i could actually use this steel plate armor right now like this is a good time for me so <laughs> and it was a heavy build so i was like you know this works this works out i think uh cj will absolutely agree with me jazargo is the best follower in skyrim Zargo's pretty good 
Love Jazargo. Love Jazargo. My dad's new plan is to go to a new, uh, I don't want to say village, but uh, town and become the house Carl or get a new house Carl. And that's his plan. He's like, I'm just going to go get a new Lydia. Because <laughs> I was going to tell him about Jazargo, but I think he just wants a, a melee brawler with him because he likes to bow and arrow. That's but awesome. He needs someone close. But yeah, so. Yeah, tweet us. I'll put a poll on the bottom of this in, uh, on Spotify so you can go down below and uh, answer it. Um, we actually yeah, saw somebody. Yeah, I, I saw one on. Uh, so far, I've only seen one, but I, I didn't think we'd ever see any. So I was thrilled to see just one person. Um, but yeah. Yeah, terrible session last night. It was rough. And moral uh, of the story, uh, Pathfinder, no joke. No. no joke you will die if you don't think about consequences. the consequences of what you're doing yeah we are very accustomed to DD and being able to recover from mistakes but pathfinder really showed us last night that mistakes are deadly absolutely yeah it's uh i can't say it's gonna get better moving on from here i can only think it's gonna get worse and bigger shit yeah yeah I, uh, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting, for, honestly, I'm waiting for the situations where there's nothing that we could have even done. I mean, that, that situation last night was one of them. Yeah, there's just... That's not entirely true, because we, like Tyler said, we could have waited. There is something that we oh, could have done. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm waiting for the one where it's like, dude, we actually couldn't really have done anything. Yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. That's probably going to a TPK kind of moment, where it's just yeah. like two boulders rolling in at you, you know, and you just can't go left or right. Uh, it character may, death is good happen. though it's good for the story it's you know I feel like in every campaign it has a place like Jusito is our king and he lived but I was his personal king's guard and I died so like I just love like what's the story gonna be How what's, what's the king gonna do what's my best friend CJ's character White Wolf what's he, how's he gonna react mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm excited it's gonna be interesting very interesting. I'm very, very excited to see how it's going to move playing forward as the GM. Because uh, I've had some people not dead message me and be like, hey, I'm uh, I'm kind of thinking about this. And I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, you'll definitely hear more in the future about our uh, endeavors. But we um, we also got to talk about we started Mad Mage a lot earlier than we yeah. thought about. Uh, we sure do. So it could be light spoilers moving in. Uh, from here on, about Ma uh, Mad Mage, uh, we played it. About light spoilers, we mean like the very first encounter. Oh, I mean like the next uh, episode of the pod too. Oh, oh like okay. moving forward from this point on, we'll probably end up talking more about Mad Mage. Uh, I also didn't know that the dungeon isn't known for the Mad Mage. I thought that was like the whole thing was like there's a crazy dude underground. So when Juice was like, "No, people actually don't know about him," I was very surprised. Yeah, that also took me off guard. I, I I didn't think it was like all about him. I thought mm -hmm. it was like uh, there's a crazy old fucker in there, but the way he made it sound is like only this, this guy. Yeah, well, like only the guy, like the tavern owner, knew about him. You know, he was like, "Hey, if you're going down there, like, heads up. There's this there's this crazy guy down there. No one believes me that he's down there, but he is, and he will do terrible stuff to you." He will try to touch your butt I, uh, without listen, asking. Probably will. He might he succeed. Might. <laughs> he looks like. Uh, what was, she, what was the actor I compared him to the other day, or last time we played? Uh, the guy that voices Woody, um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yes. he. If you look at the cover of Mad Mage, the Mad Mage looks like Tom Hanks. I swear to you. It's uncanny, and I asked Ellie. She came in one night, and I was like, "Doesn't that look like?" Tom Hanks and she smiled but said no so I, that means yes yeah she just won't she admit it right she didn't want to let you know that you're right yeah typical typical Ellie she's at work today so I can say whatever I want out loud um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so I guess we should move in one of our topics today is going to be uh, something you would a piece of advice you would give yourself in the past when you first started playing TTRPGs. I couldn't have found a better way to screw up that sentence. Um, 
And again, give it one more good, good go here. I'll just read the question. Uh, if you could go and give yourself one piece of advice while making your first character, what would it be? Um, my brother's uh, getting more and more interested into it, and he's asking me, he goes, what would be a better thing to make my character Pathfinder or D&D? &D? And when he pitched me the idea, it, it's basically a Bleach character, like a, a Soul Reaper. And I was like, look, if you're going to play, it's way, in my opinion, from what I've seen and what I've helped you guys with, it's way easier to bring your ideas to life in Pathfinder than it is D&D. Uh, because you have to like mold the class and subclass in D&D to kind of fit and explain what you're doing. But in Pathfinder, a lot of situations, it's just like there's something that already is like that. Yeah, there's the those archetypes in Pathfinder yep. that like literally like specifically say like, oh, you could be you want you're an inquisitor. Well, now you're a priest inquisitor. Right. Or, you know, something like that. You're a herald of yeah, an inquisitor. So you like preach the gospel as well as enact judgment. Right. So I, I agree with you 100 percent. But I would say it's it's I don't know how you would put it, but it's easier to make a character in pathfinder when you have like a really complicated and cool idea like a bleach soul reaper kind of character but it's also way easier at 5e mm -hmm. because it's so simplified like i don't even there's know there's a like, lot there's a lot to it in pathfinder yeah especially once the it thing comes about it in 5e it would it would come it would end up yeah and so in pathfinder it would be more mechanical i think the way it worked but in 5e it would be like more backstory-ish Right, right. Uh, which I had to do a lot of that for um, my my Blood Hunter, uh, his story. Uh, I'm hoping that eventually slowly comes out more too, because the Gith are the Gith are a very interesting race. They are not what I thought they would be. Yeah, they're awesome. But at the same time, yeah. they're they've impressed me greatly with the amount of lore and what they come from and what they do. Uh, they're very interesting. So I, I've uh, I brought up some stuff very lore specific to them, uh, so I'm excited. But yes, uh, if you were moving into, if you have a hard concept, I'd say, and you have time on your hands, Pathfinder is so much easier to to build characters with. Very, you can make very unique characters in Pathfinder compared to uh, um, D and D. Unfortunately, I feel like every time I make a character in D&D, it's already a stereotype that exists. Like a playstyle stereotype that already exists. Like if I go Barbarian, I, I really struggle with the idea of how does this Barbarian any different than the last one? You know, right. I was actually talking to my girlfriend about that with my backstory for my new character for your campaign because you killed my character. Yep. Um, and, you know, I was like, and it was kind of with what I was telling you about earlier, Scud, like I don't. I feel like this thing that I want to do is very overdone and like overused and I want to be unique mm -hmm. and like you said like every time you pick like a barbarian you feel like it's been done but that's just like the thing like everything has tropes but you are you're able to like add in like little bits of your own to make uniqueness it unique. yeah but everything's already been done I mean fuck the Simpsons have predicted everything <laughs> you know what I mean like everything has been done before yeah so it's hard to be like completely unique i think it helps sometimes to take a trope and then just go what do i have to do to not be this trope and then you that's that's your character it's just a complete mm -hmm. no nah, that guy would do it that way i'm gonna do it this way absolutely yeah cj gave me some really cool uh ideas too moving forward but i can't tell you about them but yeah, so everybody's everybody's getting thinking which is scary. Everybody's thinking. Everybody's it thinking a, a little bit. It was a great session last night, and then the last 20 minutes sucked, and then the next hour and a half after the session ended was really cool because we were all like, how the hell are we going to react? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you move forward from this? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I think my character is honestly going to have a, an arc. Oh, you're no not doubt. the only ones, CJ. No doubt. There's uh, two or three people that have... That have just been like, like, I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to do. And uh, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm almost wondering, because uh, I kind of had this feeling with Cassilius, but I didn't think it would come so soon, that your party is the 
the bone and the structure that made the kingdom. So now that the bones are slowly starting to disappear and these new people are coming in, they don't care as much, especially if they're out of towners. So why should they care? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm interested to see how the new people care. That's something I've been wondering and not really worrying about because I know it'll all come full circle. But yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah. Uh, back to that question that you presented that got us all started. Yeah. The, uh, about, you know, your regrets on advice. your first character or, or advice for the first character. I think I read a, a comment on your on your story on Fireball uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that guy put it perfectly. It's just like, just try to be versatile. You know what I mean? Like, don't... Yeah. I, I feel like a big thing that a lot of people do is they lock themselves into, like, this is what I do. This is all I do. Like, um, the thing I think about is like if you come in and I did it with the character who died last night it's like I only use a bastard sword that is my weapon it's what I use that just means that for the rest of the time I can never pick up the plus two long sword I just found yeah so I would just say let yourself have options you know be be okay with you know trying a new weapon you know your barbarian doesn't need to use that great axe you know you find a dope hammer use it yeah CJ, what's something you would have, and I think you kind of talked about this last night, so what would you have done first time session? You're sitting down, you're looking at Fujin's stat block. What is something you would have changed? Um, Wait, oh, can I, I, would I, throw, have... can I throw the my guess of what you're going to say? Sure. Multiclassing Druid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, for Fujin, honestly, um, I think my biggest regret with Fujin is the fact that, like, since it was my first time playing D and D, and like, like I was kind of winging it, like mm -hmm. I hadn't really like seen D and D like be played. I didn't know, like, I was new to the entire experience, right? Right. right. So I was looking at it, playing it, kind of like a video game, honestly. Um, where it was just like, you know, me and the boys are playing D&D. &D, yeah. And I just needed to, you know, try and do good, right? So, I would have... One thing that I would have changed when I made Fujin is that I would have actually wrote, like, an actual backstory for him. Um, I would have, you know, maybe gave him a voice or something. Sure. Uh, a lot of that stuff is stuff that I didn't, you know, realize that you could do with your character until... I learned what D&D was actually about because right. a lot of Fujin's backstory was written like a couple months after we actually was playing. Oh, that's right. But you're not the only one that did that. So that's yeah, that's true. But like I would have the main thing that I would have done with Fujin is try and give him personality. I don't know if that's true because I was I think I'm, I was like the last. Well, I mean, not anymore, but whenever I showed up and for a while I was like the, the last person to get into D&D. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really get to see, like, how everybody else really started. But, like, I feel like Fujin didn't really have, like, personality. And, like, if right. I could have, like, done something, I would have gave him a bit of personality. Which I think, I think you did a really good job of just a basic character concept. Because he had morals and he had, mm -hmm. he had fears. Which I think is really easy to not write into a character. Which was, like, if I die, my child has no father and yeah. i i feel like that's really hard to be an adventurer and then be a dad at the same time because especially when i'm not a dad so i don't know what that's really like like I, i've got my yep. i've got bean being the dog but you know i'm not i'm not going out adventuring and then i'm being like i hope my what dog's okay <laughs> so you'd probably bring him with you I'd be, well no that would be terrible yeah, maybe not Bean, but in reality, in the fantasy world. Yeah, if it's a fantasy world, I don't think I can bring an animal with me. That would I did the terrible things. You know what I mean? Like that's what breaks <laughs> my heart more than anything about last night is like, yeah, my Inquisitor died. Yeah, Shane and his wizard died. But you killed my boar, yeah, dude. I did. Oh my god, it makes me so sad. At least 
your boar died in the circle of life and not in the trifles of humans. True. I agree with that. Yep. Because that was one thing I was thinking was I was like, I can really picture the boar being eaten by the Venus flytrap more than like, yeah. So I was like, it's it's going to be it's easier to pick up, I guess. But yeah. All right. I'm going to read some of the. Oh, what's something I would. I forgot. So I got a pick of Zana. What's something I would have changed? Honestly, I really enjoyed Zana. Zana. Okay. Zana's biggest problem. And I think this is more of an experience. But one thing I would try to go back is very similar to CJ's. I played Zana kind of like how I would approach things. But just in a more happier way. So if somebody like stole from her, she would have easily forgiven them. And that's pretty much like all I had. You know, she was just a very happy person. And uh, but besides that, she didn't really have a big dynamic issue. Tyler definitely gave it a big dynamic issue, which I was very happy about. Uh, it was more so like. Her, her, her basic story when I wrote it up was pretty much these drug dealers came and took her dad. That was like the the the, the problem. But I wrote like three pages worth of that just to say drug dealers came and took her dad. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back, that was something I think I could have done a little bit better on was who more is Zana and that, that's about it, I guess. You guys pretty much same, said the same thing. Like, <clears throat> it's just great when you when you write a character backstory. It really helps you get into the character. Oh yeah. Like it really just is like, okay, this is this is my dude. You know, this is how he is. But at the same time, like I like to do that and then think like before the first session, this is how I'll act. When you really like, you take the backstory when you get in that first session and you just let it happen. That's how you know. Like this, okay, that's who I really am. Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest. I think like my, my like if I had to pick one thing that I would have done for Fujin, I would have gave him some kind of voice. Yeah. I do you remember whenever we used to RP or whatever back then? At the end, you started to. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think I did give him a grizzle, but like for the longest time, I just talked with my voice, mm -hmm. and I feel like you know it's obviously not necessary to give your character a voice, but I do believe it helps with RP just for the fact that you can tell like like if i use my voice right now as a character right my normal cj voice that i used to speak all the time and i tried to use that for a character then it could like somebody wasn't paying like 100 percent attention they might not understand that i'm talking yes when i'm role playing i'm talking to their character but as soon as they hear you know the zabar voice or the zeos voice you know, then they know that, you know, I'm I'm saying something in game right, right. now. I I have problems sometimes when we play with Dylan. I can't tell who's talking, and <laughs> he does a pretty good job of being like what Cassilius would say, or you know, he kind of like narrates his character, and that helps me a lot. But sometimes I, you know, if I'm reading something or I'm kind of catching back up to the situation, I. If I'm just jumping into it, I'm not really sure who exactly is talking, which in another way is when the players are talking, it's pretty much their characters talking in a simpler way. Because like if I'm if I'm like CJ, I don't think we should do this. That's Zana speaking to Fujin, but using like more technical terms, more fantasy related terms rather than our metagamey terms. Yep. So it's just weird. You just have to picture it in your head that your characters are actually speaking when you're talking in person, just not to the same degree. But uh, let's get into some, some, uh, I'm going to call it listener mail almost. Uh, let's go. Low effort mail said, time. don't make a spellcaster as your first character in quotes. I, <laughs> I can partially agree with that. It's really, I mean, I could agree with it for sure. He's saying don't make a spellcaster? Yeah, that was yeah, his advice not. to himself. Was I just... Oh, okay. Don't to himself. Make, yeah. Okay. Which I could see, especially like a prepared spellcaster, like sorcerer, druid, stuff like that. 
because it's just there's so many spells and then you're learning the rules and you're learning who your character is there's just a lot of yeah. moving pieces now somebody's if gonna do it if you have no interest if you have no interest in spell casting like seth or you know cj when he first started and like you just like i just want to hit shit totally agree but if there's like a slight interest you should try it you should try spells, it. but yeah i agree if, if you have no interest it could really ruin stuff for you it's it's a Absolutely. lot to learn for the first time around oh yeah mm-hmm. um, you have to be willing to learn that if you wanted to start a spellcaster as your first like character you'd have to be willing to be like i might be confused as fuck for a little bit or yep. maybe even a couple times after i get to use like the hang of it a couple sesh you might just yeah. need time to understand it in a different way because i learned spellcasting in a way of like your spell levels are like gardens and i was talking to tyler about this last night when we were talking about spells and like a prepared spellcaster they can prepare x amount of spells and your spells are flowers and your spell slots are gardens that you can plant these flowers in and that was where i don't know where i saw that but somebody explained it in that way and it instantly clicked to me like i was like this is like how it works and uh never had a problem after that um what a liar oh liars for hire uh said leave questions open-ended which i don't know if that's a dm thing or if he's telling me to leave this question open-ended but uh he, <laughs> he did comment that and say that if it's a dm thing i could agree because i feel like a lot of the time i answered my own questions when i was dming you know mm -hmm. a lot of the times i was like this is going on and then i would immediately you know i feel like i would immediately give the answer or or you know give a something else that's going along with it instead of like letting you guys figure it out a little bit yeah instead of just giving like a part a i always gave like a part a and b i've been trying and i've been really trying in this campaign because i like telling people shit i like letting them know what's going on so they understand and they can picture it a little better but i've been anytime you guys talk about things i just remind myself to not say anything because sometimes you guys are planning and you're coming up with concepts and I'm like, that's maybe right, but maybe not right. And sometimes I just want to be like, well, you're kind of thinking in the right direction, but I know that's giving too much away. And yeah, if I, I sit there and let that. you let you stew on it, then you guys get creative and come up with new ideas, which is really interesting to watch. Um, so, yeah, I've been really trying to sit back more so when you guys start talking and just let you guys go. And that's a good way if your players are rough and role playing and they like the role play, but you feel like they're not getting enough time something i've been noticing if you guys start talking to each other i shut up and you guys talk to each other in character for a way longer time and you guys really start developing shit so it gets it, pretty dumb sometimes it does but at the same time that's still your characters learning and growing and you're getting more comfortable as your character and talking as your character you know what i mean 100 percent so yeah, like they may be talking about the the pleasantries of having a toilet, but you know it's their characters and they're having a good time. And I enjoy sitting there and just being like, "This is fun," because you guys are having a good time. I think um, most DMs agree. Like the best part of running a game is those 15, 20 minute little chunks where you get to just sit back, kick your feet up, and listen to your players talk. I was my favorite part about my campaign, but like you guys would get into some role play and it was just like the party talking. Like there was no me NPC involved. It was just you guys. Right. And like, I'm sure that's how you feel. Like, I love it. I love listening to it. I, I love it when we're traveling across the map and Josh just drops some, some, uh, yeah, some geography terms like Pangea when we cross a land bridge. I, I don't think I've ever laughed. So hard. That was, I'm changing the group after this, by the way, to the Pangea explorers. Um, uh, you should change it to individual Pangeas. Individual Pangeas. <laughs> God, that guy's funny. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Can't wait to sub to his OnlyFans. Um, all right, who we got next? A Jack Dempsey, I believe is how it said, uh, responded and said, they don't need to be strong, they need to be versatile and fun. Oh, yeah, you talked about this guy. You saw the response earlier. Yes, um, that guy nailed that for sure. He really did. Um coming in i know i wanted zana to be strong not overly strong like i wanted her to be good at the things she's good at and that's it mm -hmm. um, you want to be able to do stuff yeah but no one wants to be useless but being able to be versatile is being able to also you know acknowledge you don't have strengths and so that's part of your funness is 
learning what your character is good and bad at. Okay. Uh, Drago Broski. Oh, man. Big fan of the page. He's always in my comments and stuff. I like this guy. Let's go. Let's go. Don't care so much about themes or stereotypes. Chances are they will change in a campaign. Oh, that's also true. If you come in with a mindset like you've made up your character, you writ on paper, wrote, hold on. You've written down on paper. You're like, this is it. This is what my character is going to be. And then you start playing him and you're like, nah, this feels, I'm not actually doing this. Just accept that, it. That's exactly what I was saying like earlier is like, you write your backstory and then you have the idea of how your guy is going to act in the, in the game. But then when you get in there and you start talking as yourself and you see how you're you're working with the other party, you realize like, no, like I am I actually am gonna act this certain way. But it, you know, my backstory is still important. I'm mm -hmm. just not gonna be a dick. I'm gonna be, you know, a little bit nicer than I realized I was gonna be. No. Uh, and it's like one thing I can think about with that is like CJ's character in, in Pathfinder. He came in with like a, a magic item that let him like prank a wheel and it like was oh, a yeah. typewriter pretty much and i'm sure before we played you were like i'm doing that always and then like session two you're like you know i think i'm just gonna talk <laughs> i did go on with it for a while but i mean i did have like an idea to give that up around you guys like i wasn't gonna like do it for the whole campaign or anything but i'm excited to see it yeah. come back because i know it will it do come back sometimes it though. do it every do. once in a while you write notes it and do. drop them off for people but yeah, I uh, I enjoy the fact that you started strong with it and now you've kind of grown out of it because you're comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. And then the idea that you will eventually go back and be like, OK, I need to write a note or I need to tell them this without actually saying this. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, that's that's currently all the answers we had. I only put up the story like two, three. Hours. Oh, you know what? I can check Twitter. Uh, if you're a fan of the show and you like the content, go to the Twitter because we need followers and we need people to respond to our tweets. Please. We need that. Rough. Uh, fireball underscore studios. Yep. Oh, the at is Fireball Studios, but the there's no underscore and the O is a zero because somebody already had it, so we just had to make it work. But do they need the at on Twitter, or can they just search Fireball they, Studios? I th I think the at is the important thing. Okay. Yeah. So, capital F Fireball Studios. The O in studios is a zero, though, and it's uh, all one word. I think if you just type it in normal, we should pop up anyway, and we just our, our picture is the uh, it looks fireball. like a looks like a Starbucks picture, like a Starbucks Fireball Studios look. It kind of does. Yeah, Ellie made it, and she goes, "This is the like the Starbucks uh, template or something like that that she used." And I was like, "That one is very nice because it's round and it fits all fits all the uh, the profile pictures for all the social media." So I was like, "I like that more." So yeah, that's um, that's uh, what else do we want to talk about? There's something else I want to talk about, right? Can't remember. Talked about Mad Mage. Talked about bit. how you brutally killed me. Yes. Talked about making characters. I thought there was one more thing we need to talk about, but I can't remember. I feel like that's a theme on our show is me not remembering <laughs> what we're gonna fucking get, talking you about. You gotta get a you gotta get a whiteboard. Well, normally I I make sticky notes throughout the week. Uh, but this week I also did not do that. Um, yeah, dude. Next pod we'll have first impressions on Elden Ring, maybe. Oh well, yeah. So what? Next like, is that very happening? Next Thursday. Well, it comes out next Thursday. Yeah, next so depending Thursday. on when this, depending on when exactly the next session gets recorded, you know, I may have some first impressions on mm -hmm. it. Well, even on the twenty fourth, you may have played, you know, two or three hours, and you can be like, you know, this does feel pretty terrible. <laughs> and we'll have talked about that for 15 minutes but yeah oh you know what this is one of the things i want to talk about going on to uh um the dms academy on reddit and they have the short answer uh questions to ask um and a bunch of these are really interesting and really good oh one of my other questions i asked this week that we didn't get to talk about was um if you have one player that likes to split off and like explore the dungeon in their own way, what do you do? Because I've seen a lot of mixed um, feelings about this. A lot of people are like, 
kill that player. A lot of people say talk to that player and tell him to stay with the party. Um, and a lot of people are like, just let him go do his own thing. Uh, I'm more on the let him do his own thing. Because if he goes in there and triggers a trap or treasure or fight, it's going to come back on him eventually. Uh, but you can't. I don't think you should punish or try to tell somebody to stop playing the way they're playing because it's just going to they're doing it for a reason. They're interested in that. They think it's fun. If it's really slowing you down that much, you kind of just got to get over it. You know, it's a give and take being a DM and a player. You can't you can't force your players to do what you want. You can, but a lot of people don't enjoy that. So, let's hear y'all's thoughts on it. So, I definitely fall under the let them do what they want. So, in my opinion, I feel like uh, the response, like, kill him, just kill him. It's like, it's like uh, you're not really letting him play the game. You know what I mean? You're not letting him sure. play D&D. That's just how D&D works. Sometimes you can be in a party where everybody wants to go in by themselves, like like all together, and we can all just move as a group. But sometimes some some people just want to do shit by themselves. They might have a rogue that they've never played before, and they want to go do some rogue shit. I think the I think the response that's like kill him, just kill him. It's like I feel like that would come from a DM who's like. This is my game. Mm -hmm. So, like, now that you're not doing what I want you to, I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going to make you do what I want you to. And, you know, that's something that I definitely would want to avoid at oh, all yeah. costs. You know, for sure. I just feel like, you know, D&D &D is everybody's experience. Like, some people don't want to do as much as other people, and that's fine. You know right. what I mean? And, you know, some people may want to do too much, and that may be an issue, or it may not. But that reaction where it's like, just kill him, or move on without him, it's like, you're punishing him for wanting to do what he wants to do in a game where ultimately D&D &D is about doing what you want to. Tyler, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree, you know. Uh, with both of you guys, uh, you know, as um, I only got to play him once so far, but like, like CJ was saying, my rogue Jazarga or uh, Jazari, I um, I spent like I feel like 25 minutes of that session by myself, like scouting for you guys, and it was a lot of fun. Like I had a lot of fun doing that and being able to like, come back and RP tell you guys what I saw, and uh, all that, and, and like you know trying to explain everything so like i understand as a player like that's a really fun way to play sometimes uh and as a dm i wouldn't just like outright kill them uh but let them make the mistakes that they're gonna make by themselves and punish them for it because if you go off wandering by yourself sooner or later you're you gonna get caught. get caught out you're go it's just gonna happen for and sure. if, if that happens you can't pull back right you can't be like Oh, you know, you get away super easy. You, you gotta, you gotta hurt them. You gotta punish. Yeah, you can run around and scout for your whole team for 25 minutes and get a bunch of info, but you can also go out and get caught out by three bugbears, and now you're alone against three bugbears. Right. So I'm... yeah, definitely don't kill them uh, just on purpose. Let you know, let them have fun, let them do what they want, but don't. Don't gonna uh, kill them for it don't take it easy on them yeah they will find a way to punish themselves oh yeah yeah i mean yeah go on CJ. no if you're good but i think i think the main thing that i've helped myself with in D and and i think you know would be good you know for everybody to just think about is like when you're about to do something like what's the reason behind it right so mm -hmm. like if a dm is about to kill the player and the reason behind it is that they're like wandering off and like holding up the game or they're doing something they don't want them to do. You probably shouldn't kill that player. But if you're going to kill the player because they sneak off all the time and they got caught this time, then that's just what happened. Mm -hmm. And you designed the dungeon. Let's just, for instance, you've designed this dungeon to have problems in it to face. So therefore they're going to run into them anyways. So, and you want them to explore all of the dungeon. So having a player split off, you know, think of it as, you know, doubles your 
your right of discovery. And so. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, if you're a DM and you're like, oh, one of my players is splitting off. Like, why is he doing that? What the fuck? It's not always a bad thing. It's not about this guy being like, I just want to do my own thing. Like, Jazari, my character, I'm just, I literally chose the rogue scout class. I'm a scout. I like to go out and get info. It's just the way I built him. It's fun. I really hope that we can get a solid session with that group in soon. Um, so that way I can see Josari. Because I don't know if we've touched on the pod about this or not. But um, we run another campaign. That, um, well, what's it called? Out of the Abyss? And then yeah, it's, it's like, like been homebrewed. Homebrew, yeah. yeah. So like we're running like a homebrew style of Out of the Abyss. And I started that campaign with a rogue name uh, a rogue uh, tabaxi named Jazargo and then after a while we made it to the surface I don't know if that's a spoiler for out of the abyss or if that's part of our homebrew I'm really not for certain because that, that that campaign's honestly gotten pretty wild but uh but when we made it to the surface I, I retired Jazargo because he honestly kind of sucked like I rolled like shit on his stats and he was constantly getting in trouble and I wasn't really having fun with him anymore so Dylan let me retire him and I pulled out his brother uh, Zabar and now Tyler is playing their brother Josari in another group in that same campaign which I think is super interesting I've never actually heard of it before this instance of anyone wanting to play like hey i'm about to make a new character can i play your characters like brother i think that's super interesting that was katal was like our first rendition of that true was it really yeah kalexi austin's character was the barbarian and then katal showed up wanting to find kalexi i didn't well i wasn't there for kalexi so i think i didn't really connect it's also just a little different yeah you had actual characters you played with (laughs) Right, Dylan's like, I'm just gonna make uh, Austin's brother. Yeah. Like he's like, you have a brother now. Yeah. You had established that you had a family. That I had a brother, and then you were like, I want to play him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Kalexi existed for all of you know three hours before never showing up again. So I don't think he, Austin even played combat with that character. I think it was just role play. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, I don't remember a barbarian ever fighting with us until Katal showed up. It is also one of my favorite things. Was Kalexi in that campaign? With you? Uh, yeah. Your? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he, wow. he was there before you, yeah. He was he was just in uh, the first town with them. He showed okay. up the same time Alar did. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite things, so, like you said, CJ. Like, I, I, it's just so cool to... I don't know, just, just go off one of your friend's character's backstories like that. It was something that, honestly, I didn't really like. That That is within the realm of possibility, but something you just never think about, like, you can do. You know what I mean? Until you were you did that, and I was like, oh, that, that's actually pretty sweet. I might play somebody else's brother one day. That's really fucking cool. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say... Like, when there's newer groups of people, to have them come in together... Uh, like if you're a new player it's real nice to come in with somebody and be like I know this other character and that way it's a little bit easier to roleplay with them because you have a familiar familiar yep that word uh, with that other (laughs) player and it's not as awkward to roleplay with them because it's like I kind of know who this person is already because I helped you know kind of help build the other character's backstory with them so in a way it's like a little easier but to go pull lore and be like I'm this character's brother oh one thing we haven't really done too is is play the brothers at the same time I guess Josh and Juice are kind of doing that with their barbarians but I don't think they're related at all no I think they're like they're what you cut out they're they're rivals my mic's having a hard time right now um yeah they're rivals though but yeah uh but yeah being able to play on someone else's backstory is extremely fun and really cool uh, how do you guys feel about retiring characters? I love the idea of retiring characters. I don't. So do I. I hate the idea of your character has to die or for you to play a new character. Yeah, or or that like, I just hate the idea of like 
your character has to die for you to make a new character. Like, if you want to play a new character, your character has to die. So that kind of puts you in a spot where you're kind of kamikazing your character, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and then it also sets the precedent that's like, okay, your character is either going to finish the entire campaign to get their happy ending or they die. Like, there's no other, like, alternative. They can't retire. They can't get sick of fighting. They can't almost die and then decide to go home. Like, right. I think... I think it's part of the game, retiring yeah. characters. Yeah, I think if a person definitely can do it in real story. life, you can do it in the game. Yeah, definitely part of the story. Like, there's been a lot of examples of that in our game, and you know, it could absolutely stem from I don't want to play this character anymore. Like Josh and and his Blood Hunter, he didn't want to do it anymore, so he was like, and me. I want a new and you, and I don't want to play my Rogue anymore, so you just make a new one. Or it can happen like Justin and Blaze, where Blaze freaking died mm -hmm. and came back, and we were like, Are you gonna come with us again? And he was like, Hell no. I don't or, want to die again. Right. Or it can be like Zana, Scudder's first character, who finished her mission. She got her dad back. She was like, I'm going to stay with my dad. And then like, she right, back cool. up again. And then, yeah, and then she came back when, you know, uh, Scudder's next character had died. Uh, and and they needed a new, they needed someone they could trust. They went back to her. I love that. Because that just is, it brings it full circle. You know what I mean? Like she get that's that way she gets trained with druid things. So now she has druid levels. It isn't just like a a ranger with some druid things. And it's just yeah, it's a good it's a good storytelling. And it's like we have allies in the world that we can call upon. That was one of my favorite things about that campaign. Is like oh my god, Scudder's new character not only died but he betrayed us and killed one of us. We need to find somebody we could trust. The only person that we know we can truly trust right now is Zana. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I've been thinking about and our friends have brought it up when I've talked to them about coming on and talking is we really do just talk about D&D a lot, but I feel like it's because there hasn't been any game or anything that's came out that we're just like, this is a good thing to talk about. So for people that are like, hey this show isn't a DD talk show it's a fantasy talk show uh it'll happen uh i'm just not going to talk about something that i have no interest in and and, and no of my friends have real interest in it that want to talk about it either like the only thing i can think of that recently came out was lost ark oh yeah i was about to say we could touch on lost ark because i i don't enjoy it's it. it's not bad i don't enjoy it i don't see want to i have it. no opinion yet i i'm only like barely past the tutorial so so I've had a lot of fun with the game's gameplay. Yeah. Um, the story itself is whatever. Like, I can't give like an actual review on the story because um, I haven't paid a ton of attention. Like, I know what's going on, but I don't know like you know the specifics. Like, I don't know why exactly I'm here other than to recover this thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's not like it's a bad concept. The gameplay plays like Diablo, and I, I love Diablo 3, so the gameplay has been good for me. Um, one thing that I really don't care for about Lost Ark, and there, there are multiple things, like little things that are gripes about the game, right? But mm -hmm. I don't really care much for the way that the end game is set up, as far as like, um, they had server issues, so we're on different servers with our friends. I was gonna play with Austin in PvP yesterday, but we couldn't because we're on different servers. Oh, really? And apparently, you can't PvP across server, yeah, because we were about to, and we can't. Can you PvE? Um, I think that's a big problem right there. Yeah, you can PvE. Yeah, we can do like raids and dungeons and stuff like that together because we did, but we can't PvP together. See, and Austin loves sense. PvP, and he was waiting for somebody to play with him, right? So, I mean, the game has its issues, um, but I think it is fun and it's free. So if you don't like the game, then it's the, yeah, it's no problem. It's then, yeah, then, then it was free, so it's whatever. Yeah, but I have enjoyed it. I think the gameplay is solid. I think the end game is is fun, but I don't care for how difficult it is to play with your friends. Because to be honest, even now, like I hit max level because we had friends who bought it before the game came out, right? So they got to play it early. Mm -hmm. So we naturally had some people who were ahead of of the rest of us who went free to play so i finally like caught up kinda to where i was max level but i wasn't the same idol item level as them 
and they just wanted to keep improving which i understand that the game is about improving as much right. as you can but if my friends who are way higher than me are only focused on improving that means i can't play with them i'm not strong enough that was you our know problem what I mean? that was our problem in destiny 2 was uh right luke dylan austin i don't even think they were working at the time we were very young at the same time so it's not like we had to work um and they no lifed it for like two weeks straight before the raids came out and i remember they were like they were the same light level that the raids were dropping at at the time so they had no benefit to doing the raids which killed our play for the game because me seth and somebody else i don't remember who it was uh we were just getting into it you know like we the, we benefited from the raid loot and they were just like yeah there's no reason for us to play so we're not going to keep playing and i and i don't blame them if there's no reason to play the the in-game content you know you're done but i mean and the pvp in the beginning was kind of rough from what i remember uh they changed up a whole bunch of the gun the way guns worked and stuff like that but i love d3 i put months of my life on d3 um and i just i don't enjoy lost ark the combat to me is very boring the quests make me want to tear my eyeballs out i i play for 15 minutes and i just turn it off because i'm bored and I know everyone's like, well, you got to get to end game. Once you get to 50, it starts to open up. And it's like, man, I'm level 16 and I'm bored out of my mind. I just can't. I I was like, end game looks fun. I've watched Luke play it. I've watched you guys uh, do your stuff. I'm like, this looks this looks fun. It looks interesting. But I have no motivation and no drive to play through the terrible campaign and just run over here, kill three spiders and come back and talk to me. It's like that. I don't want to. Just give me a level 50 boost if that's what you want me to do. Like, if you want me to play your in-game content, make it more enjoyable to get to. Also, then there's like the little things like I can't fully change my keybinds. I can either yeah. move with left click, right click. Because uh, in Diablo, I had it set to, uh, I would move to a position with spacebar. And so I could fly through dungeons and move around really easily and not get tagged by monsters because I could move with spacebar and then I could use, you know, QWER. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and everyone keeps telling me like, well, it's not Diablo, but at the same time, it's, it might it's as almost well be. A, it's almost a clone. It, it might as, as well. Gameplay. Yeah. I mean, you're kidding yourself if you're not, if you're not gonna admit that Lost Ark don't play like Diablo. I mean, but yeah. I mean, like, it just is what it is. It's it got is. the exact same combat pretty much except for i don't know you get more abilities on lost ark right oh I mean, yeah you get four I remember more. exactly how many you get in diablo 3 because it's been fucking forever but yeah i mean that's really the the main difference and oh, you get six in diablo you have your left click right click no you have your right it might just be right click and the enemies you know like diablo they swarm the fuck out of you like they they come like especially whenever it starts getting you know late in game and you start doing that harder content they will swarm you so i mean to me personally i think the gameplay has been enjoyable enough to me to just kept me in the game and i think that's really all it's going to come down to for most players i think yeah. if you have a fun time with your class and you know you just get on and you have fun going through the quests because when you run up to those spiders or whatever you combo the fuck out of them like if you know what i mean like if you're if you're enjoying the way the game plays with your class and like the gameplay then i think you could get pretty far into it um because i don't particularly enjoy mmos you know i played wow but and i played eso a little bit but other than that this is like the third mmo that i've given like an actual shot yeah you know what i mean yeah um so and this one to me has the funnest gameplay ESO gameplay wise, I think probably ranks third for me, like out of the three. It was real clunky, to be honest. ESO uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it was. Um, and then WoW, you know, is kind of unique with its gameplay. You know what I mean? Right. It's more of that Final um, Fantasy kind of style. At where you times, have 15 it moves. at times it felt good, and then at times it felt like, you know. Trash. Clunky. Like, yeah. yeah, at times it felt like you couldn't move the way you want to at right. all. Um, and then Lost Ark, to me, just just fighting shit is fun in Lost Ark. 
and in WoW and in and in ESO, just fighting stuff wasn't really that fun. Yeah. So my my problem is is I really enjoy the combat in Lost Ark. I think it's extremely well done, but the fact that I don't have to combo or pay attention to my combat at the point I'm at is what makes me annoyed. Because I I pull I try to pull things up you know, and then I use one ability and they're all dead. And I'm just like, well, what's the point in having eight abilities if I'm only gonna need one till end game? And that's that's what's boring to me. Is I wish because I see like the rare mob and I'm like finally I get mm -hmm. to press more than two buttons. Right. So to me, and this is honestly my opinion with like I guess all video games, but yeah. I know. Um, when I was going through it and whatever, and, uh, Juice was watching me cause I was streaming for him cause he wanted to see what Soul Fist looked like. I was doing a dungeon and he was like, why are they doing so much damage? And it was like, some playing on hard. He was like, wow. And I was like, cause it's funner. And he was it's, like, yeah, it's well, actually a challenge. and he was like, well, at the end of the day, when you turn level 50, you're going to re replace all that gear anyway. So it doesn't matter. And I was like, that is true. However, I'm not at the end game yet. <laughs> I, I want to have fun like right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that's a slight at Justin or that idea. Like some people do, you know, it is true what he said that at the end of the day, all that hard, like the fact that I went through the whole campaign on hard difficulty didn't give me shit like at all. Like yeah. I, I, and I knew that, but the fact that it was difficult made the grind to max level enjoyable for me yeah but to other people the max it's more enjoyable to them to just speed through it and just sit back with like a cup of coffee or whatever right they just want to get to max level uh i think to me however is more enjoyable for you is just how you got to do it to me grinding through the game like speeding through the game i think kind of ruins games for me so i try and enjoy the game as much as i can yeah the whole time let me let me touch on this because I, that, that's pretty much it for Lost Ark. That's that's the game in a nutshell is. Yeah, you're going to have a pretty boring time unless you make it fun until end game. Um, yep. But Pokemon Arceus came out maybe three, four weeks ago now. I don't know, but uh, I'm still playing the main game because I'm taking my time and just exploring everything I can in the game. And I love it. I also probably only play more on the weekends. Um, where I can actually sit down for two or three hours and truly just play the game. Cause I don't, I can't enjoy that game for playing it for like an hour. Cause there's so much thing. There's so many things I need and want to look at that. I can't capture it all within an hour. So like this morning I woke up at like, I got up really at like nine o'clock and played it till like 1230. And I did nothing but go around and looking for these like collectible, uh, mists or wisps that you need for, uh, to summon one of the bosses later. And I'm not done with the campaign. I haven't completed the Pokedex. I haven't done all the side quests, but I had such a good time just running around and looking for little purple orbs. And I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, why don't you just beat the game? Like you haven't beat the game yet. And it's like, no, cause I'm, I'm taking my time and I'm just enjoying the, the entirety of the whole of the game. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. Everybody has their the way they play their game and nobody likes to play it the same way so yep unfortunately. Uh, i mean some people enjoy meta yep some people like to get through the game as fast as they can and some people just like playing the game yeah i'm one of those people that have been just i just enjoy the game it's fun but lost ark haven't i haven't found that enjoyment I, if i if it's so easy that i can just that if you because this is you what said I mean. you're level 16 yeah I haven't done you may anything. Find, you may find enjoyment with another class. We just lost Tyler. Tyler hasn't spoken in so long. He got sent to AFK. Tyler? <laughs> Hello? You got sent to AFK. got sent to AFK, dog. Oh, wow. Leave, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what the hell just happened. I'm like, did my mic just turn off? Nope. Yeah, you, just you guys got... just talk. Listen, you guys just talk about Lost Ark. I'm just letting you guys go because, yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't really have anything. <laughs> I don't have any input. But you're good. Well, how do you feel about that, Tyler? Like, like, so you've played it a tad, right? Like, really, not much at all. Not really, not much. Like, I barely got out of this tutorial. 
So, are you gonna try and play it on normal to try and like just breeze through it, blaze through it, get to the end game as fast as possible, or would you try and like play it on hard to give yourself a challenge until you get to end game? Like, which I... one would be more enjoyable to you? I'm gonna play it on normal, not because I want to breeze to the end game, but because I need to learn how to play those kind of games. Hmm. And because I'm not, I'm not a Diablo player. I'm not an MMO guy. I'm not like this is a very foreign game to me. So I'm gonna, I'm playing it on normal just because I want to learn what the hell to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and by like playing it on normal or hard, there's not really like a set difficulty to the campaign. You really only get the chances like set like instances and dungeons yeah. on hard yeah so like once you get the groove of it you might be like this is this is way too easy i'm gonna you know do this or whatever but yeah for sure yeah but uh i think this is where we're gonna wrap it up this is a good hour and five minutes uh yeah, that was an hour that was an hour it flies by once we really get into it, it really does the, the beginning always opens up really hard and i'm staring at the clock and i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's only been two minutes and then i look down and it's like 45 minutes and i'm like okay i guess it's moving um but we'll we'll do the outro i'm not gonna goof it up this time which is swear i no, i won't swear to that uh here i go cj you ready let's go let's all go right. all right thank you for listening to speaking as a free action podcast i'm your host scudder uh I'd like to thank my my co-hosts CJ and Tyler, and uh, I'll see you all next session.